Listeners, you're invited to stream and listen to Jawson's music on Apple Music, Amazon Music, Spotify, Audio Mac, or Deezer. Type in J-A-U-S-A-N in the search for artists to follow and like modern instrumental music from his discography. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Romantic Truth Podcast. Please be advised that the content of this show is for mature audiences 18 and over due to the topics discussed. Please feel free to follow and like Romantic Truth on Facebook at facebook.com slash romantic truth. You may also listen to the podcast on anchor.fm slash romantic truth. Now, here is your host Jawson. Hi everyone, Jawson with you here, Romantic Truth Las Vegas. What do you think about a financial therapist? Think it's a good idea? I'm for anything that would help a person do better, as long as the side effects are marginal. In other words, as long as the cost is not going to be overwhelming for the person. Now, what this person will do is they will get into the psychological aspect of your spending. And of course, a lot of people don't like that. They want to keep their, you know, discretionary spending kind of private. You know, porn subscriptions, those kind of things. We get it. And what a financial therapist will do is eventually get you in the mindset of the philosophy of spending, saving, and handling money to see where you are philosophically, where you are ethically with it. And it's a come to Jesus moment about the truth about your finances. Now, a lot of people may not like that because, again, we like to keep those things private. Two things that people will keep private is money and sex. But now you see what the repercussions are when both money and sex are exposed, i.e. Donald Trump. Now, I'm in no way a Trump supporter, but you see what's happened. A billionaire paying for pussy. 130 some odd thousand dollars to keep this woman quiet. Most men are out there trying to get the woman to testify for the dick. Give her a bullhorn. Give her her own podcast. Baby, tell him about the dick. No, he's trying to keep it quiet because he was married. And married to a fine-ass woman. That's what I don't get. A hundred and some odd thousand dollars. Don't you realize that's more than many women get in child support for a child throughout the child's existence? But you realize that's more than some people are going to make in their lifetime. I hate to say it. You can blow it on ass. But here's what I'm saying, folks. When it comes down to finance... 
lot of people get nervous we start talking about that subject and as it pertains to a relationship because it means that there's a lot of responsibility and accountability that has to take place now there was a gentleman that wrote me a while back about two years ago he was working two jobs busting his ass getting overtime going in on Sundays whenever there was somebody that couldn't make their shift he signed up for it well the company started noticing he was racking up all these hours not only putting a dent in their damn budget but mainly racking up all the hours and so he was falling out of line of the legal requirements for him to work so many hours per week and so they had that they like you know we're not gonna have OSHA coming in here hitting us with this they're struggling he's with a single mom that he met who had two kids by two different men and he's talking about how you know it would help if she contributed by working and she said you don't need to worry about that now he was under the impression that his paycheck being that he was giving it to her and she, he, she was giving him an allowance every month of like I mean every week of like $40 or so he was under the impression that his paycheck was taken care of where they lived What he found out was that she was already getting child support from both men every month. That was an $800 income that was coming into the household that she had never told him about. Now, here's the thing. She looked out for the kids. Oh, she took care of them. But she also took care of some other bills. And then she explained to him, she says, um, you know the reason why we have cable? You know the reason why the lights haven't been turned off? You know the reason why we still have a cell phone? It's because of $800 I get every month from the two babies' fathers. Now he's pissed. He's been busting his ass all the time. she was holding out and didn't say a word you will have people like that that you will meet in relationships some people will value their dollars over yours ladies do it all the time with guys why do you think they have this damn laundry list of different places they'd like to go eat and like to go travel because they're expecting you to pay for everything now, of course, we have women that don't do that. We have women that are responsible and accountable. But the majority of these women, they're expecting you to be Santa Claus. And you fellas really have to evaluate the type of woman you're spending your money on. Just like with anything in life, you got to look for the quality over the quantity. Oh yeah, she might have a fat ass, big titties, and beautiful smile, and beautiful face. But let me tell you something. After you've had some of that with her, 
and you realize, damn, you know, she's got the body, she's got all that, but she doesn't have anything else. Oh, you start to feel empty as hell then. And if you get her pregnant, hmm. Alimony. Child support, possibly. If you guys don't make. You don't want to put yourself in that predicament. You always want to be able to make the best choice in your best interest when it comes to a woman. Don't allow yourself to be pushed into a corner. See, a lot of you guys don't start thinking until after she tells you she's pregnant. Oh, you get logical as hell then. I want a DNA test. Well, you weren't asking for a DNA test when you tearing that ass up. Mighty funny you don't get logical when you lie to everybody about the condom buster. It seems like if the condom would have burst, you'd have got to an attorney and say, let's have a class action lawsuit against this condom manufacturer. Because you know the shit ain't true. Half of you fucking without condoms. And let's face it. Those the CDC numbers, they're not lying. People get mad when they quote the stats. They're not lying. You just didn't like what the stats were. 26% of young people in Atlanta have some sort of STD. Not to mention other parts of the country as well. Y'all fucking without condoms. That's what's happening. We have to face it. And it's unsafe as hell. You gotta worry about STDs, you gotta worry about babies, you gotta worry about all kind of shit that's out there. Not to scare you, just to make you aware. Like the one lady on TikTok telling women to put pineapple in their pussy to make it smell better. Really? I always tell you folks, go to a doctor, a gynecologist, someone who's licensed, who knows what the hell they're doing. Don't fuck around with all of these potions and homopathy shit, because what I'm telling you is this. A lot of that shit, nothing more than just placebo. The guy who wrote me, the woman had ground up vitamins and put them inside of her vagina to make her strong and healthy. Really? And the guy's thinking that, oh shit, something's wrong here. You must have something. Now what she didn't realize, what if one of those pieces of that vitamin got stuck in his penal canal and he couldn't piss and he had to go into surgery? What would happen then? People don't think. You always defer to someone who knows better than you because they've been studying it longer and they know more than you do. You just got your feelings. 
Not even your opinion, your feelings. They have the facts. Even when I talk about a complex subject on this show that's out of my realm of experience that has more to do with the psychological aspect of things, I contact a friend of mine who's a therapist just to ask her about it and about the subject matter. She may know more than I do on that. This is what you do as a responsible person. Or you can be irresponsible as fuck and be self-centered and self-righteous and go out there and know the answer to everything. Every successful person that has made it on their own always had people smarter than them to help them. That goes all the way from Bill Gates, Michael Dill, all of them. Why do you think they're successful? And the majority of people that are going out there trying to do everything themselves work twice as hard to get less far. You don't have to. Work against yourself doing that shit. Now, Thomas writes the following, and he is out of Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. This came in on March the 30th, 2023. Your show is really amazing. It's making me think a lot, but there's one thing that I'm really convinced of. I do not love my wife anymore. At first, I thought it was just something that was in my imagination. Last week, I really understood my feeling. We've been married for 10 years now. We have two kids, one six and one four. It's been very difficult for us to get along. We started dating about a year before we got together and got married. The problem ever since has been, she's been this sucker for her family. No matter what comes up, she'll drop what she's doing. There have been times where she cashed her paycheck, never made it home with it, and lent her mom and sister money. She was dead broke. And I'd have to go out and take loans out in order to help pay the rest of the bills. It's been an ongoing cycle for years. And there was always somebody in a crisis that needed money, from her brother that needed bail money to her cousin that needed to pay some other fine. I'd hit a brick wall with it. What didn't help the situation was her BFF. Very nice looking girl. I've been wanting to talk to her for a very long time, but I never had the courage because I was still married and I didn't want that to ever interfere with anything. I know this sounds selfish, but I have to be brutally honest with you. I decided to go on and start seeing if I had a shot with her. I could tell that she was flirtatious and she was interested. 
What I didn't know was that she was a swinger. And she convinced my wife that maybe we should try the swinging lifestyle, at least go to one of them together. I decided to go with my wife, and as soon as we got through the door, I'd never seen so many naked and out of shape people before in my life. I was kind of grossed out, but I was really grossed out when these guys tried to go down on me. Not one or two, several. I'm a heterosexual male, and of course I was very defensive. We had to take our clothes off and leave them in another room, and then come back to the main room and partner up with whomever. No single guys were allowed in, single women were, and couples. My wife went into another room with three men. Kind of bothered me because I wasn't used to seeing her do that. But her BFF came over to me. She gave me fellatio. Then other women started coming over. And I really enjoyed the moment. For that brief time, I didn't care whether I was married or not. I didn't care what happened to my ex-wife. Oh, did I say ex? LOL. One thing that I can truly say is this. I enjoyed the freedom from being away from her. Well, after I had finished several women, I went to check on my wife and saw her laying on top of one guy with his penis in her butt. The other guy was on top of her with his penis in her vagina. And the other one was leaning over her with his penis in her mouth. For some odd reason, she didn't seem to be my wife anymore. She was just this thing. This absurdity. After she finished getting her Ooh, I read it. After she finished getting her dick pounding, we got in the car and didn't say a word to each other on the way home. Her BFF was quiet in the back seat. We got home, I slept in the living room, she slept in the bed. Her BFF went home, came back later, and wanted to sleep with me. Being that my wife was upstairs asleep, I didn't think it was an appropriate thing. But I could tell we had started something, and it was going to last. For now, we are making plans to be together. There's a double-wide trailer, and that's where I'll be moving to. Wife doesn't know it yet, but I'm selling the house. I'll pay the child support. I'll pay the alimony. Whatever it takes for me to get away from her, I'm glad to do it. Call me an asshole, call me a jerk. But one thing you can't call me is stupid. I realize now there's a reason why I don't love my wife. And the reason for that is I never did in the first place. Alright. Um... Bella. And folks, he's got here in this uh, PS section, I can't read any of that shit that he's written down there because that 
it's irrelevant it's more or less anger and what I get from you sir is that you shouldn't have married your wife in the first place why did you I'm willing to bet you that you probably married your wife out of some fucked up situation where she was either pregnant or was family pressure there was something else that got you to marry her it wasn't love we know that And I think you resent it, and what you're doing is you're showing your resentment through her. She's not the problem. You're the problem. You're the one that actually initiated this by marrying her. The only thing you gotta do is not marry her. And I've heard a lot of guys talk about going to singles club, I mean, swingers clubs different things and then for some reason grown-ass married men want to suck a man's dick don't know what that's about it's supposed to be heterosexual whatever don't know what that's about some people are fixated on that I can't tell you I think it's crazy I remember in high school one time people look at what you looking at? Nah, that's me. Why a lot of people don't like showering in high school? Motherfuckers be looking at your body like. Kids be going home musty and shit. <laughs> What's true? The initial time I smelled a musty girl, but I wasn't dating at that time. I was little. We were, I think, in junior high school. We were like in the seventh grade or some shit. And we had gym class. And after gym class, we had one more other class. I forgot what it was. I think it was art or something. And this girl sat by me. And I was like, damn! I was like, smoking an ice cube. I was like, Chris Tucker and ice cube on Friday. Damn! That shit was, woo! I see, that was that strong, that strong testosterone pump. You know, women, you have more estrogen in your body. I don't know what the fuck it was, but this woman right here, she smelled like, well, she wasn't a woman. She was a girl. She went to raise her hand to answer a question in class. Everybody in that damn room almost passed the fuck out. Could have sworn I saw birds fly from under her armpit. This is what it sounds like when doves fly. Do, 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 do. I was like, damn. I never get that smell. Shit, if I knew what hazmat was back then, I'd have called them. Hey, we got a toxic uh, spill over here. Could you contact FEMA? <sighs> that was some rough shit. But no, in all seriousness, sir, I know 
you did not love your wife in the beginning and there was some obvious reason why you married her that may not make any sense to me or you or anybody else but you did it but it was unfair for you to take that out on her now I'll give her that now I don't know all of the mechanics and everything associated with what you were dealing with there it's none of my business you're the one that wrote me but one thing that I can tell you in this PS uh, section of this email, you need some help, man. You really do. In all seriousness, I'm saying this because you're really angry. I'm just glad you didn't threaten anybody here. But you're venting. You need to get some help for that anger, man. That's the best I can tell you. Now, you will find people that may fall into relationships and not really know what they're getting into. And some people just want to be in one because they don't want to be alone. It's just to fill that void. And that's all it's done for. Nothing else, nothing more. Even if it means that they just talk to you on the phone and never be with you in person. The one thing that you'll realize as you age, the lonelier you become, which will happen because your friends will leave you, they'll be involved in other things. And guess what? Many of them are going to be lonely, but they're not going to want to talk to you, and they're not going to want to talk to other people. Until they need them. they need them you know I get phone calls from people they haven't talked to in almost 25 years and it's like how the hell did you get my number oh I went on Facebook so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so then of course I asked those people why did you give them my phone number Oh, well, you know, it's been a long time, so I said, yes. I said, but think about it for a moment. The majority of those people I called years ago, several times over, never heard from them again. So I'm like, well, okay, well, you're too busy to call back. Fine, move on. But they're calling for a checkup status, first of all. And secondly, they're calling because they need you for something. Only reason why the majority of my friends call now, those quote unquote fair weather friends that I used to have in LA. The reason why many of them call now is to see if they can get discount on rooms in Vegas. Hey, what's the room rate? Find out your damn self. There's a thing called the internet. Use it very well. Thank you very much. 
Folks, let me tell you something about us folks here in Vegas. If you're out of state, if you're family, friends, foe, or whatever, we're not your damn itinerary out here. We're not going to sit here and try to hold rooms for you and that kind of shit. It's not our job. In fact, you could probably get better deals coming in than we can get here on the ground for you. The reason being, you probably have to sit through a timeshare presentation. But you might come out better doing that than you would with one of us. Because we get tired of that shit. We get tired of how far are you away from the strip. We get tired of that shit too. We get tired of hearing, oh, I bet you guys are going to the casino gambling every night. No, we're not. Locals in Vegas knows no damn well that's a waste of money, time, and effort. I want you to bring your ass here and spend your money. Let's just be real with it. Calling us in July and August. So, what's the weather like out there? 116 degrees? Why don't you go on your Google Maps and see? Don't mean to be rude, but damn. It's the same old shit over and over. What else is there to do in Vegas? Why don't you go type that in a Google search? It'll tell you. Now you have open GPT chat. It could tell you. And please, when you come to town, and you say, oh, I'm at the um, Paris Hotel. I'm at Caesars. We don't give a fuck because that's not a status symbol for us here in Vegas. It's not a status symbol. Oh, I'm in the foundation room. Who gives a shit? Nothing special about it I saw. There's some people that's a status symbol. It's hilarious. More in a moment, folks. Right. Marcus writes the following out of Houston, Texas. Why is it every time this girl wants to break up with me? She always tells me it's over. To come back a day or so later, wanting to have sex, wanting to make up. Getting tired of the yo-yo game. Any way I could stop this where I could be consistent. Either we're together. Oh, we're not together. Marcus, Houston, Texas. Marcus, let me tell you something. Just do this. 
Next time she goes into that peak where she's getting ready to leave you, and she comes down, comes back to you in that draw at the bottom, this is what you do. You say, hey, you know what? You said it's over. I'm going to treat you like it's over. You come back to me, I'm going to fuck the dog shit out of you. No love, no compassion, nothing else. Don't expect anything emotionally from me. The only thing you're going to get is dick, dick. You're going to put on your binoculars and be looking out on the horizon and see more dick after that and more dick after that. It's going to be dick as far as your eye can see. That's all you're getting from me. What you're trying to do is to shock her in the reality of that's where you think the relationship is going to go. Because that is where it's going. You already know this. That's the reason why you're asking for consistency. And what she doesn't realize is that consistency you're asking for from her has a lot to do with the fact that you're losing respect for her. You're trying to let her know that indirectly. Now, I don't know if you told her this, but you might want to tell her. We either got to be consistent, so I have respect for you. If not, you're going to put on your binoculars, and you're just going to see dick on the horizon. More dick after that. More dick after that. You're going to start seeing hills and dales of dick. Because that's all I'd be interested in is my dick to have a resting place. You could try counseling. I wouldn't recommend it. If you guys are not in a serious relationship, don't waste your time on it. Mm -mm. There are too many fundamental things that could be wrong in the beginning and in the initial stages of the relationship where you go to counseling that will be more expensive for you to try to figure out that you guys are not compatible than just not even going. You go to counseling when you have something to lose. That's the best thing I could tell you. Now, a lot of people won't agree with that, but that's what I would tell you. I would only go to counseling if I had something to lose. If I was going to lose my partner, if I was going to lose the relationship, lose my family, lose my life to some sort of addiction. Yeah, but if I'm just meeting someone and we already see that we are in conflict, I'm not going to tell that person, you know, I think we need to go to counseling before we go forward so we can really have our lives. You're wasting your money. You guys are not compatible. You won't even have the framework to start with. That'd be foolish. It'd be a throwaway. It will be a throwaway. All right, let's carry on here. Melissa writes the following, and Melissa is out of Bowling Green, Kentucky. I'm having serious doubts now. My boyfriend is asked to engage me. I told him that I don't want to get married. He went on and bought the ring anyway. 
I'm living in my, with my mom in a double wide. Until he can get me a place to stay, I'm holding out. I think it's only fair. He's still living with his parents. And he's buying me an engagement ring. And I know it costs a pretty good amount of money because I saw it and I told him to take it back. Get the money back. Get us a place. And then I'll consider being with him. Am I being illogical here? No, you're not. You're not being illogical. But I will tell you another thing too. It's going to be a cold day in hell before you get another ring from it. Don't forget, your delivery is everything. And you've broken this man's spirit to be with you. Now, I don't know why you wrote in here about having a double wide trainer unless it's a status symbol of meaning something. A lot of you do that. The one thing that I can say though is he's living at home. You're expecting him to take you out of one home and put you in another. Yeah, that's not his job. It's your job to get your own damn place. And then, as well as for him, and then decide whether or not you guys are going to be together. Let me tell you how some guys feel, ladies, when it comes down to something like that. They won't say it. There are a lot of guys that feel like women are freeloaders. They really do. And who do they feel like that about? Not every woman. A lot of women who are bound by those traditions that the man does this and the man does that and then he's not treated fairly or equal like she is because she would not reciprocate if she needed a dollar she expects to get it from him if he needs a dollar he can't get it from her oh I, I no man's supposed to take care of woman woman's not supposed to take care of man guys if you ever hear that do not do not fuck with that woman. Here's why. There's more of a meaning than you think. More than a woman not taking care of a man. What this also may mean and imply is that if you guys are ever confronted in some kind of situation where your lives are dependent on it, she's going to save her ass first and not worry about you. So you might want to get a meaning, a definition from her about what she means by that. The worst thing in the world I saw one time related to something like this. It was Halloween. And there was a party out in San Bernardino at a night spot, banquet hall. The lady ran into her ex. She was with her new boyfriend. Ran into her ex. Ex was with his girl. She started talking a whole bunch of crap to her ex. Well, the other woman 
ex's woman comes over and says, hey, you can't talk to my man like that. They get into it. New guy that doesn't know what's going on with the situation goes over and confronts the ex. Instead of grabbing his woman and the ex grabbing his woman. These two women down on the ground, they fighting, pulling hair, you seeing panties and titties and everything. Meanwhile, old boy looks up. And he sees he's outmanned and outgunned. Her ex got dudes just circled circled around. It's like who's gonna who's gonna get a first blow? Well, he made the mistake, instead of de-escalating the situation where he could say, hey man, you know, let's break these women up. He decided to swing on one of the guys. It was rain and fizz, rain and fizz, and it was sad. Got his ass whooped. The girl got her ass whooped. Because all the other women later on started jumping on her. By the time the cops came, people had scattered. Nobody knew nothing. Fortunately, nobody got killed. They had fucked the dude up. Plus his nose, lip, knocked out a few teeth. And the girl was there. I don't know why they jumped on us. And then she jumps on him. You should have been defending me. But yes, you don't ask why. <laughs> she got into the altercation. And she started the shit. Fellas, that's the woman don't give a damn about you. Whatever you hear a woman say she's not taking care of a man, you better get some clarification. In what sense? The traditional sense of paying for a man? Okay, I'll let that slide. But you're not going to have my back on shit? You're going to start some shit and leave me in the middle of it? We're not doing that. No bueno. not doing that. I'll never forget, I went out on a date with a lady one night and she told me, she said, well, if my ex-husband shows up, let me handle it. <clears throat> let you handle what? Well, he's kind of upset. What had happened was, she got child support, alimony, and the property. Didn't warn me of none of this shit until after we're out on a date. I got my back turned in a restaurant towards the door. Facing her eating Italian food.
Well, you know, he he he's not gonna come around. You know, he just bluffs a lot. I'm like, I took her home so quick it wasn't funny. To this day, I don't remember how the fuck I got to her house. It was like a millisecond. We went from a restaurant in Culver City, California, out to West Covina, California. And to this day, honestly, I don't know how the fuck I got out there and back. But I will tell you this much. I wasn't going to risk my life being with her. You see, what you have to remember, fellas, is this. When that woman warns you about something, when she says, well, yeah, he's kind of crazy, but he's all right. She can only give you from her perspective because he ain't going to fuck her up. He'll probably try to fuck her, but he ain't going to fuck her up. If anybody's going to fuck up and express his anger with, it's going to be your ass. It's going to be you. Now, a lot of you guys have been sexually repressed. Some by your culture, some by your religion, some by your tradition. Now, I'm going to tell you something. The more repressed your culture is sexually, the more women will put a premium on pussy. That's the way it goes. Seriously. The more they'll try to make that an important factor. And let me tell you something else. A lot of women who have more to offer than their vagina, they don't focus on that. They got needs just like you as a man. They focus on other aspects of their personality and their being. That's what makes them attractive to good men. Well, y'all still la-di-da fucking around trying to sleep with this woman for the first time. This woman's not only slept with us, she's also made plans with us for a future. Because sex is not the thing that defines her. It doesn't make her break her. Her vagina, her vagina, vagina, <laughs> is not the pinnacle of life. There's far more to a woman than that. But sadly, there are some women that think that's all they have. Just like there's some men that think the only thing they have is a dick. You know, they get ED or Pyrenees disease, then all of a sudden, or Pyrenees disease, whichever one you want to pronounce it. And then all of a sudden, party's over, game over. And this is what you have to realize. And some of you guys have written in about dating women who hate sex. 
some of you chalk it up to hyperfeminism and all this. Let me tell you something. A misogynistic man and a feminist woman are not born that way. They acquire those at some point in their lives. And it's usually based on experience. And it's usually based on disappointment. Based on setback. And they form these opinions. And they stick by them. Because that's a security blanket. They don't want to be vulnerable anymore. They don't want to feel as though somebody could pick on them. Or they could be bullied, pushed around. So, they get this level of affirmation. And they feel as though, well, I'll get this. And I'll be alright. Yeah, I did for it. And that's what's important. I tell you folks, 100% transparent on this show when it comes down to stuff like that. But here's the thing. We have to realize a lot of these people when they're dealing with relationships, sex, many of them forget that we all have human needs. And sometimes we prioritize someone else's needs over the other. And a lot of you guys were dealing with this sexual repression. You act out by getting into the manosphere, going to an extreme. Some of you ladies become hyper-feminist. You have to do all that shit. The only thing you have to do is make better decisions in the people that come into your life and limit the damage they can do in it. The problem is a lot of people go so far in a relationship that they have to make sure that, hey, you know, I tried my best. You burned yourself out. You've made yourself useless to be yourself because you've gone too far. You've done too much. Men and women do it. Sometimes you're coping with relationships you know damn well you shouldn't be in. I was on top of a woman one time years ago. And the thing was my dick got soft inside of her. And she asked me, is it good? It had nothing to do with her physical characteristics. What it had to do with was I didn't see a future with her. And there was another woman I was thinking about. And she didn't have any qualities I was looking for. So why did I sleep with her? Because she wanted to have sex. I had no intention of having sex with her. Wasn't my type, wasn't my bill. By the way, that was the woman that we tried doggy style and went to reach for her hips and I forgot she didn't have any. (laughs) 
no, I shouldn't say it, but really that, it, it was like, I knew I was in the wrong place. Close my eyes and puckered my lip to go suck on that nipple. I was like, damn, where is it? Oh, shit. Hey, remember, it was my fault. As far as being disappointed. I'm the one that just went on with it. Because at one point in my life, I was one of those guys that say, you know, woman, job of sex, you just go in and hit it. Whether it was good to you or not, you just hit it. You just go for it. And then after that, I realized, now I better go for what I really need physically. Because that shit right there was painful. Reaching for titties that weren't there and hips that weren't there. Mm. Ain't gonna do that again. I realized I was not good at mercy fucks. Remember what I told you what a mercy fuck is? That's when somebody feels sorry for that person, like I felt sorry for her that night. Nobody loves me and I went through that whole thing with her. And I just couldn't get into it like that. Didn't have a body. Sweet person, though. Good personality, but... And I'm not saying she had to be super fine. I've seen stick figures with better bodies. I'm sorry. I just couldn't do it. She was too slimline for me. Shit, I thought she was a slim gem. Wearing that fragrance by Chanel, assless by Chanel. I'm just telling you the way it was, folks. No fault of hers, though. It was all my fault. I take full blame for that. Because I had to, I actually should have told her in the beginning. You know what? Mm -mm. This is a fuck up in the making. But no, that masculine thing was in me and I was like, she's giving me pussy, I gotta take it. She's offering it to me as consensual sex, we gotta do it. And at first, my dick tried. My dick was saying, I think I can, I think I can, I think I can, I think I can. Then later on, my dick was saying, I think I can, I think I can, I can't. <laughs> I was like, damn. And she's like, what's wrong? I said, my dick went on strike. They didn't like the bargaining agreement with the union. I had to walk out. <laughs> it happened.
Now guys, another thing, the pullout method. You guys need to quit with that bullshit. It doesn't work. Trying to be slick. Try to get those few strokes in before you get ready to let go of that fire hose. Pulling it out and then you shooting shit everywhere. And what's interesting, a lot of women want you to ejaculate in their navel, on their abdomen, or on their breast. Those are usually three places. Now, doggy style, sometimes they'll let you do it on the crack or on the back. And you're like, <laughs> and some of you have written in to ask this question. Should I ask a girl where does she want it when I'm ready to go? This is where you pull out, guys. The safest bet is to wear a condom. I'm telling you, because you're playing Russian roulette. You're going to fuck around one time, and it's going to be so good, You, by the time you pull out, <laughs> by the time you pull out, all of those little sperms, they're going to be karate chopping and clotheslining each other to get to that egg. They're going to be fucking each other up. As I told you before, I remember when I did it. Oh, yeah. I never forget. It was like, on your mark, get ready, set. And then they hit the starter pistol. <laughs> Go. I was, I was, I'm telling you, I was just like old boy uh, Sasha Cohen in The Dictator. Running a hundred yard dash, shooting people as you're running down the track. I'm not going to spur them all. So we all should get a trophy at least. All, all people that are alive today. Just think about it. We beat every other sperm out. We should have trophies and we should have a damn trophy case. And now fellas... Another thing, you know, and ladies, this is something that you may not know about us men. When we bust a nut, just before that nut comes out, we thinking it's the condom on. We had that brief thought, and it's only like a millisecond. Last thing we want to do is the nut inside of you if we could help it. Yeah, some of you talked about some of the places that the guy went in your pillowcase, underneath your wig, <laughs> on the bedspread. In a sock, in your panties, and other places.
And it's hard to explain that shit. Those of you living at home, your teenagers, you know you really gotta be on your P's and Q's. I remember one time I was dating a lady. She was living with her mama. So I came over to the house. We were kissing and everything. Old girl pulled them panties to the side and we were getting busy. Of course, I had my condom on. We, I mean, did some... Mm. i put it to you this way. That whole house smelled like sex. And so, we heard the car pull up in the driveway. <laughs> I'm going to tell you. She goes into the damn kitchen. Comes back. She's got a, a thing of Glade and she throws me one. And both of us spraying the <laughs> In the South, they used to have this thing called Mosquito Man. The Mosquito Man, basically, what, what, what it was was a mosquito abatement program. And they had these trucks that went around with all of this, uh, like, white stuff to come out of it. Like smoke. I was supposed to keep the mosquito population down. And our dumbasses used to run after the thing and try to inhale it, and it was just weird. But anyway, but anyway, she and I were walking around the damn house, spraying Glade all over the I mean, we sprayed every damn thing. So we heard the mom's feet, you know, coming up the stairs and everything. And she goes, she takes the bought the uh, glade from me. She puts it back in the kitchen. Mom comes in. Hi, how are you? Oh, I'm doing fine. How are you, ma'am? She said, oh my God, you must have cleaned the house. And I'm like, telling the daughter this. I'm like, yeah, we cleaned the house, all right. <laughs> but that wasn't the crazy part of it. We forgot and left old girl's panties right under the sofa and they were out where you could actually see them and when I saw her eyes get big I'm like what and she's looking down and girl walked over there and kicked those panties on the sofa and her mom was right on in the kitchen I was like Phew. Mm. scary And fellas, I always tell you, if you ever having sex with your woman, make sure you air your place out before you invite your male friends over. Once they, if they smell the pheromones from your woman, I'm telling you, dicks are gonna get hard because they're gonna they're gonna know how she smells intimately. I'm telling you. I just want to make sure of that. Because some of you are bringing boys over after y'all finish fucking. We be sitting there. Damn, old girl smell good. <laughs> just telling you. We'll talk more in a moment.
All right, now, there's one thing that some of you ladies, especially some of you less experienced ladies, understand about men. When you handle a penis, be careful. Seriously. Some of you grab a dick like it's a damn trailer hitch, try to tie it in a knot. Ladies, it's independent. It hurts. I know you want to do a good job. And I'm not just talking oral sex. I'm talking about in general. Cowgirl style. You just get up there and just go and twist it any kind of way to go inside you. gotta be sensitive. A dick don't work on the swivel. But I do appreciate your sensitivity when it comes to our testicles. I really do appreciate that because y'all really look out for that. That's important. That's very important. Now, Marsha writes the following here from Orange, California. And this is dated February 28th, 2023. Me and my boyfriend was going to try something a little bit nuanced. Yes, he went down on me and what I'm thinking about doing, and we've discussed it already, I'm thinking about going down and sucking his testicles. Do men really like this? I'm just curious. Marsha, Orange, California. Marsha, you have to be a woman that we trust dearly. Not every man going to let a woman put a mouth on his ball, no matter how good she is down there. One sneeze, one clinch, one cough. And ladies, whatever you do, please never try to teeth a man's nuts. Mm -mm. A lot of guys don't trust you like that. That's what I tell you guys. <laughs> if you cheated on your woman and your woman's having sex with you and she's volunteering to go down there, <laughs> good luck. Good luck. I remember I dated a woman one time. She used to love to go and use her teeth just to kind of clench on my head. Hated that shit. She wouldn't bite, but just, uh-uh, don't do that. Mm-mm. Traumatized for the rest of my life. Sex isn't taboo, folks. It's only taboo to the people that really, if you look at them, you know why they're not fucking. Let's be honest. Let's truly be honest. Now, we have to look at a few things. Go get on me about this. We look at a lot of the images in the Bible. I'm talking about St. James and those versions. 
we got to remember, the Bible was written before there was even oil paint, acrylic paint. Before the ability to paint the Sistine Chapel. In other words, all of this came well after during the Middle Ages. When you start seeing these figures painted the way they are. Romantic. Handsome people. Now, if you were back then, oh, there have been some fucked up people back then. I want you to think about it. We look at things in the context of today, but back then, women had hairy armpits. A lot of women didn't shave. But we always tried to sanitize the past. And yes, people were fucking back then. Same thing they're doing now. You had prostitutes, you had all kind of stuff, brothels and everything else. So they weren't never holier than we were. They were on the same level. We will realize that our being as humans on this planet is finite. It's not infinite, it's finite. We may evolve to survive in different environments. Maybe 40,000 years from now, if humans are still around, which they probably will be, temperature will probably be hotter on the face of the earth. There'll be more people adjusting. And there'll probably be a whole different species or type of human being. Because we adapt. We evolve. I think what has happened, we got to this point of being fearful of sex, hating it in some way. and not understanding. And I'm gonna tell you something else too that people don't talk about. There are a lot of women who had never had that talk with their parents about sex because it was taboo. And her first experience, she goes out there, gets pregnant, and now she's being scolded for having sex in the first place. And she's upset because one, she didn't know what she was getting into out there. And secondly, the person that she got pregnant by may not be so responsible. Keeping you ignorant about sex doesn't solve the problem. It may build some resentment. I fucked a mini church girl back in the day. 
And they would tell me the same thing, whether they were Catholic, all denominations, pretty much. Didn't matter. A lot of them were resentful because they felt as though they were shortchanged. Oh, it works to the parents' benefit for the daughter not to have sex because there's not another mouth to feed in the household. Naturally. You don't have to worry about her getting pregnant if she's abstaining. But also, let me tell you something, because I've had sex with women that have abstained for several years, well past their teenage years into their 20s and 30s. One lady I slept with that was in her 40s. Worst sex I've ever had in my life. Absolute worst. And the sad thing was, that 40-year-old didn't know what she was doing and thought she knew what she was doing. Had no clue. I was the first guy that slept with her. Period. And of course, we still make, we're still friends. But the problem was, after we'd gone our separate ways, of course, now that she had sex for the first time, of sorts, it was something she really felt as though she missed out on. Started seeing more men start dating more. But she was wondering why guys were leaving her on a consistent basis. Because she thought she knew what she didn't know. But see, a lot of that comes from insecurity, not being confident in what you're doing. And I used to tell her, why don't you go and learn first and teach later? I know what I'm doing, okay? Now, there were a couple of women that were sexually repressed in their younger years. And let me tell you, dick hungry like you wouldn't believe. They go get that damn lumberjack on and get that shotgun and go out that dick hunting. I was like a geese flying in the air. Whack, 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 or gander, whatever the hell. Whack, whack, whack. And they were up there shooting. And why is it when geese fly, you always got that one on the right side, that extra motherfucker over there? What is he supposed to do? He's security or some shit? I've always wondered about that. What the fuck is his job? If his ass was out of the formation, it'd be a perfect B in the sky. But he got to take his mustache and go over mm. and figured it out. I'm not figured it out. Now, so fellas, with sexually repressed women, yes, you may have to go easy with them. Now, some of them 
are going to hold themselves until they get married. You should never marry a woman to sleep with her. I'm telling you now. I am telling you now. Do not. <laughs> a lot of people going to be on me for this. Do not. Marry a woman just so that you can sleep with her. Now, I know we're going to say, well, you know, sex is not everything in a relationship. True enough, it's not. But here's the thing. A lot of you guys are going to wind up trying to get the woman to marry you just for that reason. And then when you wind up getting between the thighs and you realize, oh, I've been bullshitted again. That ain't good. No bueno. So, what needs to happen here? You got to re rethink your strategy. Stay a little bit. Now, she may have this thing, well, you know, no sex before marriage. Okay, no problem. I'm not going to put any pressure on you. But let her know. Hey, um, we got to develop our relationship before we marry. And I don't know how you're going to do it, but you need to work on yourself so that you know what you're doing and what you feel good with. I don't know if you're going to masturbate. I don't know what you're going to do. But it has to be where you can be gratified just like I am. Because laying there, ladies, looking up at the ceiling fan, if a man can get away with that one time where you can just bust that nut and roll over and you're still not satisfied, and you're not touching yourself, and you're not masturbating, don't think it's a norm. Then you get to the point after you've had your kids, you're in your 30s, you don't even bother facing them anymore. You lay on your side and pull up the back of your damn gown in the bed, let him go on and finish his business, and you just put the gown back down. Because you're done with it at that point. It's over. It is over. That's the reason why you want to be active, an actual active sexual being. You want to know yourself, explore yourself. Because here's the thing as men, women expect us to have a certain sort of sexual knowledge when we get with them at a certain age. Men should have that same expectation for women. A lot of times we don't. Oh, we want the virgin that don't know anything and we could bend her over and do all kind of ways. There are a lot of guys out there that don't like dealing with virgins. Some take too much work. You got to stroke their confidence and keep them going in that department. Then you got to go and build them up in the other. Too much work. But it all depends on you. 
how you structure it and how you plan it. As far as where you're going with the relationship. Now, I know you're not going to agree with everything I'm talking about here, and you shouldn't. I mean, you have your own mind and your own opinion, your own belief. I respect that. That's the reason why you're leaders. Not followers. But what I am saying is that I don't want you to take sex as this thing that is the catch-all, end-all. Because what a lot of people do, they put sex as a pinnacle and they put money as the other pinnacle. They're both the tools that we have to deal with. You know, isn't it amazing how animals can just go and fuck and nobody says a thing? And, and then what cracks me up is when we try to separate a do- two dogs together fucking or two cats fucking. I'm like, why separate them? They can do shit we can't do as humans. They can fuck in the middle of an intersection. We can't as human beings. Kind of would be nice in a way. No, second thought, no. Hell no. But there's some people I don't want to see naked. But yeah. But see, we have this aversion. And we're like, oh, but we have to protect the kids. True enough. But here's the other thing we have to realize. You too, you fucking. Ooh, yes, they do. They don't say anything. They're respectful. But see, here's the problem with parents. A lot of times, parents are the children. And the kids are the adults. The kid, I want you to think about the kid that already figured it out about Santa Claus. And they sit there and they say, you know, I want to get that damn PlayStation. So tell them, what do you want Santa Claus to bring? PlayStation, Daddy. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, his little ass has gone ahead and looked online and saw the cheapest price, saw the most features. He could damn near tell his dad, Dad is on Amazon for. Yeah, and so the parents, they're the ones that want to be naive. Mom and dad go away to the room for a minute. Kids know you fucking in there. They already know this. Or they ain't going to come out and say, Mom, dad, tow your ass up. It ain't going to be nothing like that. But they already know. Kids aren't stupid. I remember when we were little. My friends couldn't go in the house. 
Your mom said I had to come outside and play. Mm-hmm. I'm saying to myself, yep, your mama getting some dick. <laughs> but that's what it was. Kids weren't stupid. Parents think very naively. They're the children in a lot of this shit. A lot of this stuff with chat GPT and all the rest of this, all of the social media, parents are light years behind because parents have taken their hands, put them over their ears, over their eyes, and over their mouth. And they're not active in their kids' lives. So if your kid is on social media, don't blame social media. It's your damn fault as a parent for not putting the time, effort, and energy in for that kid to be more disciplined about their uses of social media. And that ignorance excuse of, well, that's technology, I don't understand it. Well, maybe you should. I know if it was something my kid was going to use, oh, I was going to be well-versed in it. Even if I had to take a class or whatever, I was going to learn it. That was one of the considerations I made when I chose the IT field to work in. If I do happen to have a kid, this technology is going to be an integral part of our lives, I want to know as much as I possibly can. So that, if this little happy ass decides to go online, fall in love with somebody and then run away, I know how to track the fucker down on GPS. I thought you can get away, didn't you, little bastard? <laughs> but that, but that, but that. I'd have to go check out the ones. That, all right, who you marrying? Damn, I'll be son. <laughs> Let me tell you. Let daddy find you a woman. That right there, hell no. No, I wouldn't do that. But. I'm just saying in general. There'd be a situation where you gotta be interactive with your kids. You gotta spend time with them. You gotta know what they're doing. It's not like you're being a czar, an inspector, or something like that. And see, a lot of us go on those sensitivities that we had as a, ch as a child. The one thing that my parents did with me, they made it more of an open, interactive environment. So, I didn't mind leaving my door open. I could have left my door closed. Didn't mind that. I wanted my parents to engage and ask me what was I doing. I was proud to tell them. Well, son, why are you reading that book on medieval weaponry? Dad, I saw this movie. And... They had these kind of weapons in them and I wanted to see what they could do. I wanted to see who made them. The Bronze Age, wanted to know about that. Because the one thing to keep in mind, 
They were supportive. They were interactive. Mom used to buy me these books. Now you might want to look at this book because I know you like this. Thanks, Mom. Boom. Right down my alley. What I did not get as a child. I didn't get comic books. Didn't like them. Thought they were stupid. Didn't get baseball cards. Didn't like them. I'd rather see the video, well, it wasn't video back then, the TV with them on there as opposed to the card. Now, I did like collecting, they used to have these cards you could buy and they had to stick a bubble gum in them of all these hot rods out in California that they used to build these cars. It was kind of cool. I did like those. And nanolators were currency back then. Yeah, nanolators, you were the bomb. And oh boy, if you had that, that, um, they had this bubble gum, different colors like red, yellow, orange. If you had the yellow, the orange, and the red, and the grape, oh, you were the shit then. Oh, you could negotiate contracts with that. But yeah, overall, what I'm saying is. That interactivity that you would have with your child, instead of letting them sit there and be on their own devices just to go and do as they will initially, it's not a good thing. I know some people that put their kids in front of, look in the 90s they used to put their kids in front of MTV for a babysitter. And then they started putting kids in front of computers for a babysitter. And now they're doing it with social media. And the problem with that is it's not social media's fault or problem to rear your child. That's your decision to have that child. That's your decision to take on the responsibility of rearing that child. Social media is only going to be able to do so much to protect your kid. They're going to still be exposed to people that are trying to sell drugs, pussy, ass, dick, everything else. That's going to happen. You have to better prepare your kid as far as being a better parent to them to do it. It's not society's job. It's not the teachers who are overworked. They're not psychologists. They're not social workers. Some of those teachers are working throughout their weekends when they should have off. But a little piece of shit pay that they get and for the amount of work and responsibility that put on their shoulders and then having to deal with angry parents every time around. After you don't show up at the PTA meetings. To meet the teacher and tell, so the teacher could tell you where the child is failing, where the child needs to work on and improve. Heart goes out to the woman in Newport News, Virginia that got shot, the teacher. Unnecessary. Made the sacrifice. Could have been in a better profession that paid her a hell of a lot more money financially. But chose to teach. And what do we do in our society? Treat teachers like shit. As I always told you, you look at Finland as an example of how you treat a teacher. 
They seem to have it right. They just joined the UN the other day. I mean, not the UN, but the uh, but NATO the other day. This is something you have to think about. It's not society's responsibility to rear your kid. And we hear the shit about it takes a village. No, it takes your ass. It starts with you. The village, they come later. They come after you fail. That's what it comes to. I never forget. When I was in elementary school, there was this one kid. He grew up in a badass neighborhood in Jackson, Mississippi. And he used to always come to our side of town, play football. Now, we were all little at the time. He would literally come all the way over, walk all the way over to our side of town to play football. Then eventually he got a bicycle and would ride over. And we'd love to play street football. That's that football you play in the middle of the street and you, when a car comes, everybody has to move off the street. You didn't want to fuck around and get tackled out there. That concrete hurt. But anyway, we were out there. And I never forget one day he said, you know, I'm going to do like my dad did. Didn't know it at the time. His dad died in Vietnam. And sure enough, he joined the army. Went on. Retired as a sergeant major. And he never once allowed his environment shape his view. And the reason why his mother was always guided. And she would tell him about his father. He only knew him for a short period of time because he went over to Vietnam and he was drafted. And after he was drafted, he went back in. Went back over. Until he didn't make it home. We were all around the same age. And we all grew up seeing the Vietnam War on TV. And I never forget when I was little, I used to cry at night because I thought, I'm going to grow up and I'm going to have to fight in that war. Seeing all those people underneath those tarps and ponchos, knew they were dead. And to see the way some of those men looked in the camera. Walter Cronkite and some of those guys would ask them questions. And the guy would be smoking a cigarette. Like he saw the face of God. I was afraid of looking like that guy. 
I didn't want to be him. And that's what one of my friends, my friend, where he didn't want to be. And he wanted to carry the legacy of his father on, so he did. In 1981, I joined the Marine Corps. I just got in the office. And I'm one of the few people, I think, that really liked Carter as a president. Really, he's the only president I really felt like I could trust. I felt safe with, believe it or not, with him in charge. And by the way, I know a lot of you say, well, what about the uh, failed helicopter mission when he was trying to go into Tehran? Guess what we didn't have during that time? We didn't have helicopters that could fly 700 miles on a tank of gas. And from where those helicopters would have had to go, on, go from, to Tehran was almost 800 miles. So they had to refuel halfway. And even the C-130 planes that they had was just not equipped. I don't even think they had air-to-air -air refueling at that time. They had it when I was in the Marine Corps. H-53s could actually be refueled in the air in flight. So, one of the main reasons why they couldn't even close get, they couldn't get the hostages. If they had something like the offspring, which we have now in the Marine Corps, they would have been able to make it. They would have been able to make it one fell swoop from the Persian Gulf into Tehran, into the embassy, without a doubt. There's a limitation of technology that made that fail. But folks, We're going to talk more in a moment. All right, Martha out of Sierra Madre, California writes the following. My husband's 58th birthday is coming up next week. Please shout him out happy birthday. His name is Harold. However, my husband has asked me to do something that is well beyond something I've ever heard of before. Maybe you could help me with this. I'm 48, 10 years younger than he is, and I haven't heard of this before. He wants me to get a sheet cake for his birthday, wear a miniskirt, pull it up with nothing but my bare ass under it, and sit on the cake, get up, so that he could lick the frosting off my buttocks. 
please tell me my husband is not a pervert or sick. I never heard of anything like this before. All right. Shout out to Harold out there in um, Sierra Madre, California. Hey, I love that area out there, though. It's really nice. Um, look. Ma'am, this is a thing. There are a lot of people into this. Not only men, there are women that are into this as well. Some women likes for the woman to straddle the cake so that not only does it get in her buttons or crack and that kind of thing, but also underneath her vaginal area so that uh, the woman sits on her face afterwards. It all depends on how you do it. Uh, in this case, but you know, of course, don't do any of this. Check with your gynecologist and make sure it would be safe for you to do for someone to get infections. So, a lot of you will be doing this. All right, now for the men, yes, it is a thing for us. I've had it done for my birthday one year. Not that I asked the person to do it, she did it. And let me tell you, my tongue was tired because she has so much ass that trying to get all that from, mm, trying to get all that frosting off her butt, it took a week. No, I'm just kidding. <clears throat> but yes, ma'am, there are men that are out there that love when a woman does that. Now, there are services, there are bakeries out there that actually provide this service. But yes, and no, your husband is not, Harold is not crazy, he's not demented, he's not sick probably saw this before and that's the reason why he wants to have it done. Harold, the only thing I can tell you, if your wife has a big butt, you got a lot of licking to do. That's all I can say. That's a lot of frosting, let me tell you. Now, the other thing. A lot of times we may encounter a partner that's into something or wants to experiment with something and we're kind of skeptical. Now there's some people that just like no to everything. No, we're not having sex. No, we're not going to do this. No, we're not going to do that. As long as it's within reason and does not go against anything that's legal, it should never be illegal. Anything you engage in with your partner should never be illegal. I'm just going to tell you that right off the bat. The reason why I say this in particular is because I don't want you going to jail. You shouldn't have to go to jail over a partner. I don't give a damn what they want to have done. If they're going to get in some illicit, illegal shit, you don't need to deal with it. Your freedom is very important. Matter of fact, you should be offended. Because your freedom should come first. Remember what I told you, the five things you need to protect. Your freedom, 
your wealth, what else? Your mobility, your decision-making skills, and your reputation. Don't let nobody fuck that up for you. I don't give a shit how much you love them. You love yourself too much to love them enough in order to fuck your life up. Don't do it. I know it's easy to say, just say no, like Nancy Reagan used to do. We all left eight years of economic growth. I'm Ronald Wilson Reagan. No, the reason why I say this in particular is because what I want you to do, for you, not for me, not for my benefit, I'm not trying to influence you, but I'm just saying, you may want to consider this for your own thing. You should never be in a situation where you've compromised yourself, where you got to worry because of somebody you're with. Whether they have influenced you in a certain way, or whether they have tried to act on your behalf. You don't have to take anything anybody dishes out. Please remember that. Now, other things that you'll encounter. As we talked about before, you might have a partner that has some sort of fetish, some sort of erotic desire, some sort of fantasy. Strongly advise you, if you have a fantasy of some sort, that's within reason, get it out in front of your partner as soon as you guys start to really make the commitment so that they will know. Now, if it's something that does not involve your partner and it's a fantasy you want to have, you may want to do that before you commit. Seriously. Don't wait till afterwards. Because it's going to be rather awkward. It's going to be really awkward. There was a lady that I worked with. She was engaged. And she told one of the ladies in the office because she was trying to embarrass her because they were really rivals. But she thought she could trust this lady. Even though she backstabbed the hell out of her. I didn't trust her because, yeah. She get in front of management, she'll tell one story, be around us, tell another. But what happened? She told this lady that what she had always wanted to do, she had a fantasy of sleeping with a man from China. That was her big thing. Now, she was Hispanic, and the guy she was going to marry was white. But she had that fantasy. Well, she went on and slept with the guy. Found a guy from China to sleep with. She wound up getting pregnant by this guy on the first day, first time. And you know how women brag about their engagement? Fellas, it was radio silence. And everybody thought that was kind of odd. And so the lady who was her rival, she's like, well, I'm going to find out what's going on because she's been really quiet about this engagement. Well, at first she said she was pregnant. 
And so everybody was like, oh, congratulations, blah, 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 blah. But she was distraught. She was crying. Sad. Well, the guy had called off the engagement after she told him the truth. And the guy that she got pregnant by was going back overseas. He worked for a shipping company that was based in China. It was an interesting, drama-filled pregnancy, to put it mildly. Very interesting. That's when I first realized that women go through a lot of physical and hormonal changes, where I saw it in real time when a woman's you know, pregnant. Now, this doesn't apply to every woman, but now I understand. Mood swings, attitude, whole different thing because the hormones are just everywhere. And this lady was eating more junk food than the law would allow. By the time she was around her fifth or sixth month, I mean, she would go to Taco Bell and she'd buy like seven or eight burritos and she wouldn't be able to eat them all. Once she didn't eat, she'd just say, hey, there are burritos in there if you want them. There are tacos in there if we want. And that's the way it was. Right after she had the child, put in her resignation, was out of there. But she wanted to fulfill that fantasy. And she wound up pregnant. All depends. All depends on what you want to do in life. But the one thing that I will tell you, if there's any fantasy that involves another person, unless you're going into a swingers relationship, open marriage, polyamorous or something like that where the arrangements are already set in the stone, you may not want to go into one of, uh, a relationship as a monogamous couple and then try to switch it up with all the rest of the other stuff. Mm-mm. No bueno. No bueno. Now, other things that may be problematic in those types of situations. If you wind up in a relationship with a person, and they have not sold their royal oaks. In other words, they haven't quite, how could I best say it? They haven't quite got that urge out of them yet. They still want to be out there a bit. But they may be looking for something a little bit more solid. They may prolong engagements, commitment, those kind of things. Because see, some people look at it from the standpoint, I better enjoy my life now because this is going to be the last person I'm going to be with forever. You know, like some guys will say, well, you know, I got to go and cheat as much as I can now before I wind up getting engaged because I'm going to be stuck with the same piece of pussy for the next 20 years or 30 years. 
And a lot of women don't think of it that way with men. But that's the way a lot of guys think sometimes. This is my ration of ass for the rest of my life. <laughs> but now some women do as well. There's some that will say, Cassie. She and I used to go out every once in a while and she told me one night, she says, um, I'm afraid to get committed to a man. She said, because I know once I get used to his dick, I'm going to get bored. Like, Damn. Then she hit me with this. She said, why do you think We've only had sex a few times. She says, because I don't want to get bored. I was like, so you're saying my dick is boring? She said, oh, no, 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 no. She says, I don't want to get bored. She said, once I've seen something, once I've done something once, I'm tired of it. I said, oh, shit, so we have... And she's like, no, no, we have sex very infrequently, which we did about maybe... I see her about once every six or seven months. But we weren't in a relationship. But what was interesting, you run across people like that. Where they don't really want a relationship per se. Or they're not ready because they don't want to be confined to that one person. Why do you think some people have open marriages? Or talk about having open marriages? They're tired of fucking the same person. That's what it comes down to, folks. We try to dress it up. Oh, no, you know, my freedom, my autonomy, my autonomy. Bullshit. It's the fact that you are tired of being with the same damn person. Let's face it. Swingers, same thing. You don't want to be restricted. You don't want to be restricted. You want to be able to have the stability of a relationship and you want to be able to also have the autonomy of being with other people. So your desires, your physical desires are being met by other people along with your partner. But you know what's interesting? A few people that I knew and several I still know today that are in that lifestyle the one thing that I've learned from at least two couples that I know personally, and the husband told me this, wife hasn't told me this yet, but her husband did, and that was, he's more invigorated and enthusiastic to make love to someone else and not feel the guilt of his wife being upset with him with being someone with someone else, even though his wife is with someone else when they go to these swingers events and that kind of thing. 
But he was talking about how with his wife, the sex was more routine, more rehearsed. And with the new person that they meet when they go out, it's a new frontier. So what happens then, it's like when he comes back to his wife and when she comes back to him, it's more or less like, okay, things are as usual. It's a non-event anymore. But some people think that they could go out and have an extramarital affair or have a swingers rendezvous or something like that, and then it may just be the cure-all for their marriage or their relationship. It depends on how deep-rooted your problems are. Some, of, some people are so mad that they won't even fuck each other. And they'd rather go and have an open marriage. Let's face it. What it comes down to. And fellas, you know when your woman's mad at you. It's those beige nylon panties from Walmart with that reinforced crotch with the white cotton in the bottom. And she's going to have that elastic that cuts off her circulation on her thighs. And it's going to always leave that line over her belly button. You think it's a C-section? She put that shit on, you ain't getting no pussy. I don't care how you try. You can put your pinky finger. You ain't getting in there. <laughs> that is Fort Knox. Those panties are so tight, pubic hair be flat as fuck on it. Labia, everything be flat. She even hate to go to the bathroom because she know damn well she got to fight to take that shit off. When she put on them panties, that means no sex. Now, how do you get those panties on her? Now, She's not going to put those panties on unless you cheated. Unless she didn't get what she wanted from you. Maybe they had a kitchen redecorator or something like that. Or you lied to her. It's going to be something. And once she puts that... Look, I know Trump wanted to build a wall at the border. You have a wall in your bed. And then not only that, she may go and take the pillars and put the pillars between you like a boundary. Keep you from trying to spoon her. And you won't be able to spoon her with them damn panties on because those panties are so tight, her butt cheeks don't even split underneath them. It's just one, one, it looks like a piece of plywood from behind. <clears throat> There's no crack. I'm telling you, I've been there. And let me tell you something, fellas. Some of them women, oh, they more than glad when shit goes their way and they can take them off. Oh, hell yeah. Maybe if they're trying to massage their leg because all the circulation went out. 
go in the mirror and start looking at their stomach, they're going to hate that line that comes around that stomach. It's going to be right over there. Look at him and like, damn, you got, what, C-section? No, that's where my panties were. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't know. It happens. It happens more often than you think. And one thing I'm going to leave you with, fellas. Be careful of having sex with a woman who's wearing a wig. Seriously. Because you will have the shit scared the hell out of you if you don't. You got to be careful. Especially doggy style. You be hitting it and all of a sudden that wig pop off and you start seeing those gray plaits come out. You be like, oh shit. Whoa, I didn't think you were this old. Damn. <laughs> I'm pull out my AARP card. Just saying. Happened a couple of times to me. Start feeling guilty and shit. Won't be 49. You think you're up there doing senior abuse and shit. 49. You can't pay the gray away. But here's the thing, folks. You just got to be true to yourself. Love yourself for who you are. Don't let sex be this pinnacle in life or this money to be pinnacle in life where it's going to run your life. Don't do that. Fellas, you should not live for pussy. Ladies, you should not live for money. You should live for the enjoyment of life. You'll find it much easier and less stressful. And that's one thing that I wanted to get at. If you don't get nothing else out of this particular podcast here today, I want you to understand one thing. If you get rid of stress in your life to as much as possible, You've done yourself the biggest favor that you could ever do. Because let me tell you, that's one of the biggest setbacks for most of us. We take on too much of it, and a lot of it's unwarranted stress. Stress we don't need. So, going forward, be good to yourself. Be good to each other. Love each other. Enjoy each other. And guess what, folks? I'm ready to go get me a hamburger and a Philly cheesesteak. And I want you to have a wonderful time. And one last parting thing here. Why in the hell did the Raiders go to a nursing home to get two quarterbacks? Both of these veterans, are, they're too damn old to play. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot. Gotta respect my elders. But here's the thing. You're going to be hosting the Super Bowl this year. You need to look at it from the standpoint you got the backup quarterback signed for one season. 
You got Garoppolo signed for $70 million. You still need a quarterback. You might want to look at Lamar Jackson at the Ravens because, like, he doesn't have an agent. And he needs a team to go to. Just wanted to pass that on to the Raiders so they might hear it. But if y'all don't make the playoffs this season and you host the Super Bowl, no bueno. Take care, folks. Love you all. Talk to you tomorrow. We at Romantic Truth appreciate your listenership. Listeners, you're invited to stream and listen to Jawson's music on Apple Music, Amazon Music, Spotify, Audio Mac, or Deezer. Type in J-A-U-S-A-N in the search for artists to follow and like modern instrumental music from his discography. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those solely of the host and are not condoned, or endorsed by Romantic Truth, Anchor or any of its affiliates. The advice given herein is the expressed opinion of the host and not to be used for legal, marital, or family, counseling, or for professional practice purposes, in the event for professional assistance. Please contact the local licensed professional family counselor, marriage counselor or social services professional in your region. If you need someone to talk to in regards to help, you may contact the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255, available 24 hours. All correspondences read on the show have been pre-screened and pre-approved by the submitter to be aired on the show. Be advised that all of the background music of production not provided by Anchor is owned by James Adams and Jaws and One Music exclusively licensed for this Romantic Truth podcast under waiver. Please understand that there were no people or animals hurt in the segments of this show including plants. All sound effects were improvised in the studio setting with props. We are an equal opportunity employer with two Yorkie poodles and a rat terrier as the security detail. Please be advised that the content of this podcast is under copyright by Romantic Truth and James Adams.